Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Go ahead, just give that on unto the Lord. Just give it to Him. He deserves it all. It doesn't matter what we do in this place. It's all about Him. If He's not here, it doesn't matter what is said from up here. It doesn't matter the songs that we sing. If, it's, if He's not about Him, it doesn't matter. Oh, man. I tell you. It's, uh, it's been a very, uh, as Pastor would say, a peculiar uh, past couple weeks. Ah, you know, when, when he asked me to, to come up here and, you know, he says preach, teach, do whatever, most of the time I'm already thinking, oh, it's going to be a teaching. I'll tell you that right now. I don't feel like I'm a preacher. I'm not, that's not me. I'm not going to get out of the pew. I'm not going to uh, jump. I'm not going to shout. I'm not going to get really loud, and I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to do a lot of those things that I see preachers do. But I'll tell you, God's been dealing with me this week. He's been... I tell you, he's, I've been at work. I've been here, and I, I tell you, Pastor, he's, he's, he's rubbing off on me is what he's doing. I, uh, I've, been, I've been listening to a lot of preaching lately. I, don't, I didn't do that. That wasn't something I've always done. I could get into listening to music or something. Listening to preaching, it just wasn't something I've always done. And, and I tell you what, I've, di- I've discovered a revival radio. Let me tell you, if you guys don't have this app, it's just a radio listening app. You can turn it on, put your headphones in, and let it play, and just start hearing the word. Uh, you will not uh, be disappointed. It is something that has, uh, has blessed me. I will be honest with you. It has blessed me. And, and I've been talking to Pastor. And I'm like, Pastor, what are some of these other preachers that you listen to? I just got to hear the word. I've, I've, God's just put in me a desire for the word. And he's been working on me, guys. And, uh, and I'm sharing this because it's not something that God does. It's not something that he's done to me. And, and I feel, I don't, think, I don't think it's the role that he's given me. I don't think it's because, well, you're a youth pastor now. This is something that just needs to happen to you. I just think it's something that God says, all right, we've put you here. Now I'm going to work a little bit else on you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little bit more on you. We're going to work on you just a little bit more, get a little bit better. But, but uh, God's been talking to me. He's been dealing with me, and it, it's different. I'm not used to it. I don't know how to take it. But uh, oh, I got you guys standing. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to give honor to Bishop. I want to give honor to the people that, that have uh, just took time and, and have blessed me in the past 10 years that I've been coming to this church. I need to give honor to these people. And Bishop has been there. He was, he was the rock. He was the leader when I came here. He was the one uh, preaching the words every service. He was up here coming in day in and day out and putting in the prayer and just, uh, you know, being an example. I didn't see it as that when I came here. I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention to all that when I came here. That wasn't my focus when I came here. But now, now that I look back, that was he was just being an example. He was giving me something to follow after. And Brother Mason, being my leader, he was my youth pastor when I came here. And he was talking to me. He was teaching me lessons. And, and I'll be honest with you, I can't remember every lesson he's ever taught. Not because of him, but because of me. It was just something that uh, maybe I just wasn't gleaning in on that night. Maybe I was tired that night. It was just not something that I gathered. Uh, i got to give honor to Pastor. Like I said, he's rubbing off on me. Without this guy, uh, probably what I'm going to do tonight would not be possible. I'm going to be honest with you. Just seeing what he does, his example, following after him. <laughs> I tell you what, NYC, I was following this guy. I was listening to him. We were eating breakfast together. It was just something that I was like, hey, pastor, what are you doing? Are you going to this class? Are you going to this teaching? All right, I'll see you there. He, 
he'd come and he would like text, make sure I'm awake, because I told him I was going to be there. And so he'd text me, make sure I'm awake. About the time I look up, looks up from his phone, I'm right in front of him. I'm awake. I'm here. I'm ready to go. I want to hear this word. And, and God has just put a desire in me, and I, I believe it's because of him. If I have any questions, I can go to him. He tells me that he's got his daughter, Mariah, reading scripture, and, and she comes to him asking all kinds of questions. I couldn't help but finding myself last night thinking, man, he just thinks I'm like Mariah. I'm coming, I'm coming to him. I'm asking all kinds of questions. I want to know. I was telling my wife the other day, I'm sorry. I know you guys, you guys go ahead and have a seat. You guys gonna have a seat if you need to. I can't help this. I got to say this. It's just God, God's working on me. I tell you, I feel the Holy Ghost. But I, I do. I really do. It's something that I feel. This isn't me. I, I swear to you, this is not me. But uh, I was telling my wife, I said, baby, I've been reading the scripture. I've been reading the word every day before work. I've been reading it on my lunch. And uh, I'm, I'm reading like Ezra and Nehemiah. And I know pastor's already done his Nehemiah thing. And I, I think I need to go find it. I told her, I said, man, I wish I would have read that whenever he was going over. I need to listen to those podcasts. There's so many questions I have. And I'm like, you know, I need to ask him. I said, I don't know who wrote it. Who wrote Ezra and Nehemiah? Who, was the, who wrote all those down? Yes, I told her I need to ask you. I said, my Bible doesn't tell me who wrote them. I said, so I've got to find pastor. I've got to ask him. We can talk about that later. But I told him, but that's what I said. I said, I've got to ask him. I need to know these. This was something that I needed to know. But And so I turned to him, and, I, and that's who I'm leaning on right now because I know this word. I know by what he's teaching me that he's not going to lead me astray. <laughs> and my wife's back here laughing, but I've got to give her honor to her and my son because she does uh, love me even though all my quirkiness. And I know, I know the past few weeks I've been weird. I've been weird lately. It's just isn't me, and she's been loving me. Uh, this morning in class, she's like, you're just weird. She's just like, I'm just acting different. It's just weird. And it's, and it's the word that God is putting inside of me. It is something, it is a fire, it is a light that he's putting inside of me that I feel like I just need to act a little bit different than I had been in the past. Because I don't feel like I've been shining God's light like I'm supposed to. I just feel different. And uh, I know Zach's not here, but i got to give him honor. Because Zach and I, we, uh, we kind of got started doing this stuff all together at the same time with our Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, of course, we're the last two of it, but um, we're still here and we're still going. And he's going through some of the things that I'm going through. The pastor, when he asked Zach to preach, he's asking me to preach. You know, he's got us both up here. He's, he's asking us to do this because he's wanting to work on us. But I know that the things that I'm feeling, the nervousness that I'm going through, Zach's going through. And I tell you what, one of the, when I'm done doing whatever I'm doing up here, preaching, teaching, whatever, most of the time, like I said, it was teaching, Zach's the first one to come say, that was a good job. You did a good job. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not telling the truth sometimes, but he, but he said, I did a good job. And just like with our jump starts, he's like, man, that was a good one. That was really good. That was awesome. And I'm like, man, you do better than I do. He just don't know it. And I just want to give him honor. He, I'm sure he might listen to the podcast. He might listen to the I don't know. He might see my name. He might be like, I don't want to listen to that. Uh, but if he does, Zach, I thank you. Thank you for being an encouraging word to me and helping me. All right, but why I got you guys standing? <laughs> Let's go ahead to the word. I want to start off with Second uh, Chronicles 7 and 14. I'm sorry, this, is, this might be different. I, uh, I'm thinking, you know, uh, getting up here, I don't, you guys, you may have never been up here before. But if you are, you're thinking when you're preparing for this, you're thinking, well, what am I going to say? When am I going to say this? When am I going to say that? Uh, how am I going to say it? Man, God, you just need to take over. This isn't going to be me. And uh, so that's what's happening. I'm just like, God, you just need to take over. Whatever it is, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know when I'm going to say it. But uh, God, 
you know, I've prayed it before and I prayed it today. It's, it's God, let these, I know it's going to be my voice that comes forth. I know when people hear this, they're going to hear my voice. But God, I pray that it's your words, your anointing that flows forth. Because all of this has nothing to do with me. This is, this is all about God. Is everybody at 2 Chronicles 7, 14? You guys ready to sit down? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Everybody say, and pray. And pray. Remember that. And turn from their wicked ways. Then shall I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It says in here, and pray, shall humble themselves and pray. Tonight I want to preach on, I say preach, because I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a preaching. I don't think, I don't think I'm coming up here with something that nobody else knows, so I don't think it's a teaching moment. I think it is a preaching moment. And uh, it's just a little talk with Jesus. Just like the song says, just a little talk with Jesus. Could you guys help me pray right now? I need God to help me right now. God, I love you and I praise you, God. I'm praying to God for you to just move. God, in this service, God, will you just let the anointing flow, God? We know it is not me. It is not us. It is your will, God. Lord, we're praying, God, for just the Holy Ghost to move into this place, God. Lord, that what I feel up here, God, that they would feel, God, in the back pew, God. Lord, that they would feel it, God, on the streets outside of this church, God. Lord, we pray that your will be done, God. Not our will, but your will, God. And we'll give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' wonderful name, God, that we pray. And the church said, amen. That's right. Now go ahead and uh, give your neighbor a fist bump. We don't want to shake hands. We got a bunch of germs, but go ahead and give them a fist bump and go ahead and just have a seat. Pray in Jesus' name. You go ahead and sit down. You guys were standing forever. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> so, uh, for my title, it says, Just a Little Talk with Jesus. So, what is a little talk with Jesus? It's just a prayer, right? Isn't that all it is? Just a pray? When we pray, isn't that what we're doing? We're just talking to Jesus. It's just a prayer. So what is a prayer? You guys know what a prayer is, right? If not, dictionary.com will tell you what a prayer is. I looked it up. It says, a prayer is a devout petition to God. A devout petition to God. Not just a little, you know, hey, God, can you help me out here? Not just a little, hey, God, how you doing? It's, uh, it's Thursday. I haven't talked to you in forever. How you doing? It's a devout petition to God. It's earnestly going to him and asking him for whatever your need may be. That's what it is. It's devout. It's, it's firm. It's something that is for sure. It says, and the second one was a, sp a spiritual communication with God, as in supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession. So when we are praising and we were worshiping, it's kind of like a prayer. You know, we're worshiping in adoration. When we, uh, when we come to the altar of repentance, that's prayer, right? You need prayer to repent, pray. Uh, that's confession. You know, when we talk about the, our sins and we pray unto God, God, please forgive me for this, what I did. You know what I did. And uh, you're confessing, that's, that's prayer. Uh, thanksgiving, when you're thanking him for everything that he's done in your life and, uh, you know, for all the crazy drivers and keeping you safe on the road. That's a prayer. It, it might be something quick. It might be something simple, but it's a prayer, right? But I've come to tell this congregation, those listening on podcasts, and whoever is going to hear this, 
that we are living in a time when we need prayer more than we ever have. More than we ever have. How many times, I've, I've said this myself, thinking uh, when you read the word, you read about Sodom and Gomorrah, right? The two cities that, that were just so full of wickedness and sin and, and just things that are not of God. God ended up destroying that city, right? Those cities. How much more are we becoming like that city? How much more is the, the, our country that we're living in where we really don't want to offend anybody else is becoming more and more like Sodom and Gomorrah? We're doing things that we never thought would ever happen in this place. So what are we doing? What are we doing about that? What are we doing about the things, that, the things all this wickedness coming at us, the things that we're saying, what are we doing about it? Because if you look around, I think we're becoming more and more relaxed in our prayer life. When we need prayer the most, I feel like we as a people are becoming more and more relaxed and lax in our prayer life. We're doing it less and less. Why? Why, Why are we doing this? I was listening to, said I was listening to those podcasts, or this preaching. And a preacher on there was saying it like this. Not verbatim, but uh, it says... We want to gripe and complain that they no longer have prayer in the schools. How many said that? How many are like, well, if they just bless God, they put prayer back in the schools. Man, we wouldn't have the problems that we have today. Okay? But, uh, but he asked the question, how many people are not showing up to our weekly prayer meetings? Now, we don't have weekly prayer meetings here. We have monthly. Every third Thursday, we open the church doors for a prayer meeting. So I'm just, I don't want to offend anybody, but how many people don't come to our prayer meeting? We come for a time of prayer in here. We open these doors for you to come in and get in tune with God. How many people are not showing up? You want to put prayers in the school, but we can't get you in the church doors to do the praying. Why you want to pray in the world when you can't pray in church? That's the day that we're living in. We've got all kinds of fixes, but we don't want to do it ourselves. Come on. So we know that prayer is a communication with God. But uh, if we do not have an active prayer life, uh, how can we expect to have a relationship with Him? How, how do you ex- if you do not have an active prayer life, how do you expect God to know your voice? You don't pray to much. So, okay. You've never heard a deaf person talk? You've never heard a person talk, period. How do you know what they're going to sound like? Have you ever heard of, have you ever looked at a person been looking at them forever? Like, you know, you see them go up and down the road, sidewalk, whatever, you see them, they start talking. I didn't think they'd sound like that. All right? You didn't know their voice. You didn't know what they would sound like. How do you expect to have a relationship with somebody? How do you expect somebody to know your voice if you don't talk to them? If you don't communicate them? We have to get serious about our prayer life. We have to petition to God and let him know what our voice sounds like. I mean, I don't know if I have an annoying voice, but God's going to know what it sounds like. I won't be praying unto him. Like, oh, there's that guy again. I want him to hear that. I want him to hear him say, yeah, there's that guy, bless God. You know, <laughs> you know? we want to communicate. You know, we do, if we don't communicate, what would your marriage be like if you didn't communicate? Come on now. Just being serious, just, just on a basic level, what's your marriage going to be like? If you walk in and out the house, you're never talking, you never communicate, you don't know what one's doing, don't know the other. You don't tell them, you just, I'm looking at my wife. All right, you know what I want for dinner? I just told you. 
You didn't communicate. You know what I want for this? You know what I want for that? There's no communication. You cannot have a relationship. If you don't go and talk to people on the street, you don't have a relationship with them. If you don't talk to them, tell them about God, how are they going to get a relationship with God? You know? So how many of you have just ever said, man, I'd really love to see these pews just filled up. This church just overflowing. I mean, I just want to see. I want to be able. I know I, I know. we said it when I first started coming here, and we've been here for a couple years. Man, bless God, we're going to knock out these walls. We're going to put in. We've said that, right? Because that was our vision. That's what we wanted. And God's promised that. We've had Brother Chester come through and tell us. It's been a few years, but he's promised. He told us. He told us, and he spoke prophetically saying, God told us the harvest is ripe. It is for us to go out. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're not going out. We're not doing. We're not picking up the harvest. God said he was going to bring revival, you know, but the bad thing is our prayer rooms keep getting smaller and smaller. Come on. Is anybody hearing me right now? I mean, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to upset anybody, but I'm just, I'm just speaking facts right now. This is all facts, people. I started coming here. Once I found out where the prayer rooms were, sometimes I thought I needed directions. I didn't know where they were when I started coming. I didn't know, I didn't know this thing about prayer rooms, what all that was about, okay? As soon as I found out, you know, we had women go to this side. They had their own women, just one room to themselves. We had the men go to this side, one room to themselves, and they were full. There was people in there. There wasn't one over here, one over here, two over here. Praying for five minutes, they come out, tag team. Okay, your turn to go in the prayer room. It wasn't like that. We had, we had active prayer rooms. But then they just kept getting smaller. Less people started showing up. Less people started coming back there. We thought maybe we'd increase the times for prayer time. Maybe people just weren't getting enough time to pray. We increase the times. Well, okay, maybe they're getting too much time because they're going back there praying. Then they come, they pray for five minutes, come out here, talk 45, and then want to have church. Come on. Come on. I'm just, I'm just pre- preaching here. <laughs> Sorry. So we moved into a smaller room. Man, we got some good carpet in there now, don't we? That's a, that's a good carpet in there. That's good for your knees. Anybody who's not been in there, try it out on your knees. It's pretty good. Get you in the prayer room. Come on. We're trying to break. Come on, we're doing something now. We want to get you in that prayer room. So we're in here now. Now, might touch some nerves here. I got in here. I got in here at 5 o'clock. I unlocked the door, then locked it back because I don't want anybody sneaking in on me. Pastor comes. Somebody comes in here, I know they got a key. I don't have to be too worried, okay? Come in here, turn on the lights, go in here at 5 o'clock day. Get in there. Man, I tried. I, I. God's just been dealing with me. He's been dealing with me about prayer. You guys can't tell? He's been dealing with me about prayer. If I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. I'm being honest. I come in here praying. I'm thinking, man, pray for five minutes. Pray for ten minutes. No, I feel like today I come in here and I planned on praying for the hour. Planned on praying for an hour before I got up here because I need God's guidance. I need him to talk to me, to lead me and to guide me and to tell me what to do. Okay? So I come in here praying. And I bet you can probably name just who about all went in there. And I bet you don't need two hands. Well, I bet you do need two hands. I did count them. You do need two hands. But you don't need your toes. Keep your shoes on. Okay? All right, what I want to say, though, is I want you guys to listen to me. 
Look around. Can you guys look around? We have more than 10 people in here. We have more than 10 people in here. God's not called us. God's not called us to just show up. We've got to be active. We've got to be active. We cannot be stagnant. We've got to get active in our prayer life. We preach about the revivals. We want to see people saved. We get excited when we see people filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. But we're not going to have revival without prayer. We're not going to have revival because if you're not going in there on a church night with the time that you've allotted, are you praying at home? Or do you have a prayer closet? Come on. God says what you do in private, he will reward openly. How many of you got a reward coming? Has anybody got one? Come on, we got to have that prayer room. We've got to have it. You know, and God says we've got a revival coming. God says the harvest is great. We've just got to go get it. We just got to go get it. We, we, we can see these pews filled. That's not, that's not beyond God. Do you know how many people live in these cities? What capacity is our church? Do we, do we have a capacity? About 250 people is our capacity right now of this church. 250. That's sitting elbow to elbow, getting in there, getting this thing filled. Right? Some of you might have an issue with that, but... We can, get, we can get a couple more pews up in here, okay? 250. Last time I looked at the sign coming into the city, 7,200, 300, okay? 7,300 people in this city. We can fit 250. Pretty sure the odds are in our favor. So why are we worried? Why aren't we going out there and talking to everybody we can? Because... I can be honest with you. Not everybody's going to say yes. Not everybody's going to show up. But has God called us to worry about the ones that don't show up? And how are you going to know the one that's going to show up if you don't go ask everybody? I mean, it may take a few no's to get a yes, but bless God, once you get that yes, once you see somebody come in here, oh, it's going to be contagious. But some of us lack that just little bit of faith, don't we? To see these filled. Some of us, we do. I mean, you're like, all right, you know what? We've, we've got this thing. It's truth. Not everybody wants to believe this. Everybody wants to live in the world, wants to do their own thing. That's what we tell ourselves. Come on now. I'm, I'm being transparent. That's what I tell myself. That's what I t- myself, <laughs> all three of them. That's what I tell myself. Sorry. That's what I tell myself is that, you know what? I've got these people that I went to school with. I've got these people that I know. I know what they live, man. I, they do not want to come and hear the word. They don't want to come in here and be told that they have to change their lives. They have to stop wearing shorts. They have to do this. They have to do that. Bless God, you know, this is what we do. This is what we don't do. You can't talk like that. You know, they don't want to come and hear that. That's not what it's about. But that's what we tell ourselves, right? Satan puts that in our minds. That's our thinking. That's what he puts up in here, right? Those thoughts of all the negativities going on. It's not, it's not oh, bless God, they, they've had a rough past. They can come in here. Man, they can get the Holy Ghost. They can get, they can get their life changed. We don't think about that. We don't. That's not what we think about. But Matthew 17 and 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, ye shall shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence uh, to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Oh, that's just wonderful. Isn't it? I just need the faith as mustard seed. That's it. That's nothing. I got that much faith. 
That's a little bit of faith. That's nothing. That's really small. But, uh, but if you guys have ever read the book of Matthew, in the 17th chapter, and you did not stop at verse number 20, uh, this feel-good story about faith, you would have went on to see that Matthew 17, 21 says, How be it, this kind goeth not out but by what? Prayer and fasting. What? You just said if I have faith. That's what you said. If I had faith, a little bit of faith, then I'm going to see it. But it says that you have to have prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. So that's just, you know, okay, well, maybe I can move mountain if I pray and fast a little bit. You know, right? Maybe I can see. But revival, I don't think that's going to take too much fasting or too much prayer. I don't think I got enough for that. Or, you know, I've got an eating disorder. I've got, I can't. I can't fast nothing. I can't. I've got to eat my food. Do we say that? I mean, do we make excuses? I'm not singling anyone out. I don't want to do that. But what I'm saying is we come up with excuses why we can't pray, why we can't fast. Or, or I've ran out of time. I just didn't have enough time in the day. I just, oh, okay, God, thank you for this day. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you go sleep. How many of you guys do that? How many of you guys do that? Come on. I'll be honest with you. I used to be that way. I go and live all my day and do everything I ever want. And then when I lay my head down to my bed, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this day. I love you. I praise you, God. Help me, help me have a good night's rest and wake up and feel good in the morning. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm being transparent. That was my prayer. That's what it is. That's what we do. Because we just get so like lax on our prayer, we, we realize we think that it's not anything that we need to really worry about. And, uh, and we just move on. You say, okay, bless God. You heard my voice because I said in Jesus' name. Okay, I know you said you heard me. But uh, it says that moving mountains, it comes by prayer and fasting. But uh, I'm here to tell you, I think revival, I think your healings that you're wanting, that are in your body, that are just not going away, no matter how much you're praying, or no, no matter how much you're coming to church, they're still there. Your miracles that you're wanting to see, blind eyes open, lame man walking, somebody getting up out of a wheelchair and running around church. Those take prayer. And I dare to say that those are just like a mountain. Because some of us treat them like a mountain. Some of us treat miracles, signs, and wonders like mountains. We're never going to see that move. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see a mountain jump up in the ocean. Yeah, right. You're ne- you, that's, how, that's our thinking. Okay, that's never going to happen. So then we get thinking about that, about our healings and our miracles and, and, and all this stuff and revival coming to church because well, we ain't seeing it. You know what? We've got more people leaving the church than we got coming in. We've got more people going out of the church, doing whatever they want, coming in whenever they feel good, than we've got coming in. So how is this mentality not happening? Why? Of course we're going to have this mentality because we're not seeing anything. We are a people that is a, I'll believe it when I see it, bless God. Come on. There's not, faith isn't seeing. That's not what it's about. Come on, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying here. It's, it's going to take prayer. It's going to take getting on your knees and, and getting adamant about the word of God. So, uh, so the, the Bible tells us about prayer. It says we need it. So while doing my studies, I wanted to know uh, some of the different types of prayer in the Bible. So I did what everybody else does and went to the Internet. Okay? And, and I found eight different types of prayer uh, in this article that I read that they listed. 
And uh, I'll have some scriptures with some of them. Some of them I won't. Hopefully, it uh, would be all right. It says, uh, one of them is a prayer of faith. Matthew 21, 22 says, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, believing, you shall receive. You've got to pray and you've got to believe it. You can't have that little bit of doubt, a little bit of, of something just in your mind saying, well, that's not going to happen. I don't, I, I'm praying it, but I don't really think it's going to happen. Or, you know what, I just really, I'm going to pray about it, but I really hope these doctors get it figured out. Trust in a doctor, right? Over what God has to say, right? We got the prayer of consecration. Consecration. Luke 22 and 42 says, uh, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. He's praying unto God. God is praying unto himself. He says, if not your will, if not my will, just your will be done. You know, he's consecrating himself to him, saying, I'm going to do this work if it's your will. Not my will, but your will. And that's, and that's God teaching us how to pray. He's showing us how to pray. We've got the prayer of commitment, right? Commitment. Everybody likes that word, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a C word, I tell you. Uh, 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's committing yourself to him. Casting every, okay, God, I'm committed to you. Whatever you want, everything, here's me, here's all of me. Take care of it, please. It's commitment. You pray that, right? Prayer of worship. You ever want to know about a prayer of worship? We've got a whole book just all about it. David tells us all about it. The book of Psalms. You want to know how to worship? The book of Psalms has got all kinds for you. You just read up on it. Now, there's a lot of them, so be ready. But uh, that's where you're going to read about worship and your prayer of worship. Prayer in agreement. This is important. Prayer in agreement. Matthew 18 and 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That's agreement. When we come together... We join together, just two or three of us. We don't have to have a church filled. We don't have to have these walls busting. We don't have to have a 2,000-seat auditorium. We don't have to have that. It says two or three. Wherever you guys are, see, I'm right there with you. Come on, I'm right there in the midst of you. I'm hearing you. I can heal you. I can give you whatever you ask for because I'm here. Okay, we don't, need a, we don't need a house full of prayer people. I'm here. Okay? It says, uh, then we got uh, prayer in the spirit. Oh, man, this is a good one, isn't it? This one's a hard one for some of us. I'll be honest, this is a hard one. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2, first part of it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Speaks unto God. So, basically, you're blessed if you're speaking in an unknown tongue because you ain't even worried about what man's trying to hear. You're worried about what God's hearing. That's a conversation going on between you and God. You're feeling it. You're expressing it even though you don't know what you're saying. God knows what you're saying. You're actually expressing what you're feeling, and God's responding by by relating to you. That's prayer in the Spirit, guys. If you drop down to verse 14, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. So that's not just my flesh. That's just not my voice. That's the spirit that's in me coming forth and praying back unto God. Having that relationship. It's a relationship. 
There's a united prayer. That's our prayer meetings. You know, we all, we all read about the, the infamous prayer meeting, right? In Acts 2, 1 through 4, right? We read about the upper room, and everyone's in there praying in one mind, one accord. They want the same thing. They're praying for it. And what happens? Every one of them. Everyone, everyone that was in there praying one with another, with one having the same desire, the same relationship, everyone was filled with the Holy Ghost. If you want the Holy Ghost, get in one mind. Get in one accord. Get these desires. The Holy Ghost isn't just us. The Holy Ghost isn't just for me up here talking to you. We read Acts 2.38, right? One thing I like to do, it's one thing I do all the time when we're in there doing uh, sword drills and stuff in the youth room. I can say, okay, quote Acts 2.38 all day. Everybody be able to say it. But if you tell them 2.39, man, I tell you what, for me personally, that scripture is just as important as 2.38. You know why? Because everybody thinks that the Holy Ghost, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, was for the upper room. They don't believe that it was for us. They believe that it was for the Israelites, for the Jews, for them, for whoever was back then, in the Bible time. You'll probably hear somebody say, in the Bible time. That's who that was for. But 239 says it's, it's for everyone, as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's for our God to call. Not for you to call, for you to decide who comes to the house and gets the Holy Ghost. It's for God. He just calls you to tell people about it. Not for you to pick who you tell about it. To just tell them. Ooh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus. I feel him. I don't, oh man. <laughs> it's all right, guys. Is this all right? Hallelujah. We've got intercessory prayer. Does anybody know what that means? Is it, is it just a word? All right. Or is it standing in for somebody else? Because not everybody knows to come and pray and stand in and, and just ask God for all of their healings or nobody believes it. But whenever you feel like somebody really needs a healing, really needs the Holy Ghost, really needs something, when you get in an intercessory prayer, a prayer just saying, God, I'm here for so-and-so, they need a healing, they just don't know it yet. They need the Holy Ghost. They don't know it yet. But I'm here because I know that they need it. I know that the city of Mount Carmel needs the Holy Ghost. And that's why I come to church because I have it and they need it. That's what he's called us to do. Get into prayer. Hallelujah. So these are different ways to prayer. You've got all kinds. My son's been telling me lately I don't know how to pray. I was like, well, son, let's pray like this then. He just does it. He does, don't you, Lucas? <laughs> He's been, I'm saying, all right, bub, you want to pray? Let's pray real quick. We read our Bible stories. He's like, all right, like, all right now you want to pray? I don't know how to pray. Yes, you do. We've been doing it for the last year and a half. Come on. Well, whatever. <laughs> you may have been last three. I've been, I've been working night shift, okay? <laughs> They've been praying tonight. I've been working, okay? But, uh. But we've been praying, and, and he's, he's learning. He will, he, will tell, he will ask for Papa's shoulders. He'll ask for 
uh, the fear of them puppets in the back that all you guys probably know about. Uh, he, will know, he knows how to ask for it, but he's not quite got there yet. So we'll link hands. And we'll say, Bubby, pray like this. Heavenly Father, touch me. I need your help. I need your guidance. You need to grab somebody's hand who's out there, who's not in here for whatever reason. Grab their hands and be like, you need to pray. Touch me, God. Touch my body. Touch my spirit. I need a renewal of the Holy Ghost. You need to grab a hold of hands of somebody. And as long as we are alive, we're going to have something to pray about. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying negative things, which probably came to everybody's mind right there. Right? If I said it, something negative probably came. Yeah, bless God. So-and-so is always going to keep me on my knees. I know, you know. So you're going to keep me there. I'm going to have to get a new suit because I'm on my knees so much. Because so-and-so, is just they just won't get it right. They just won't do it. But I'm going to keep praying for them. But we got good things to pray for, too. He's done good in your life, right? Yeah? Everybody? No? I hear a few. Well, bless God, maybe he'll do something right this week for you. <laughs> Come on. Maybe he'll bless you this week, and next week we can, I can hear an amen out of everybody. All right? Did he, give you, did he give you a place to come and worship? Did he give you free will to worship? Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. So there's good things to pray for too. Bad things and good things. Do not neglect the good things. Because just as much as he can take care of the bad things, he's the one responsible for the good things. Do not neglect the good things. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18 says, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And let me tell you, if you start praying for people, you might be able to do that. <laughs> you might be able to, you, you know, you get to the end of the list, you might be able to start back over again. By the time you got done, they done done something else. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, we're just, that's, that's how we are. That's our human nature. But it says, after pray without ceasing, in verse 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So pray without ceasing. That's the bad things. For everything, give thanks. Yeah, you're telling me to thank God whenever my car just got totaled? Really? You think that was God's will for my car to be totaled out by a deer crossing the road? Or by this person who's just not paying attention, running into me because they're on their phone texting you? I need to thank God for that? Well, are you still alive? Me. And if not, you probably should have thanked God before that. Come on. Come on, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know how long I've been going. She didn't start the timer, which is all right with me. <laughs> but God is calling us to prayer. I just want to, <clears throat> I think I'm getting close to the close. I think I am. I think, I really think I am because I'm getting, I'm on my last page. I think I am. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, there's a song that has just been going in my head 
nonstop for the past probably two weeks. And I've been driving my wife nuts. There's one, I can't sing. <laughs> and when I got my headphones in, I don't know I can't sing. <laughs> so I just go. I don't care. God said make a joyful noise. Not a beautiful melody. He said a joyful noise. Maybe God is tone deaf like me. Okay? Y'all don't know. My God thinks I'm beautiful. Okay? <laughs> he thinks that I can sing, even though Zach does not. He's going to listen to this. Zach, I know what you said. That's for Zach. Sorry. But <laughs> there's a song, Breakthrough. Y'all know this song? Y'all know? Man, this song, man, when I hear that, it's been getting me pumped. Like, I've just been, man, I want to start. I was jumping in the house today. Just think about it. I was in there praying. I started listening to music, man. I just start jumping. It's just been in my head, and I, I'm just absolutely in love with it. Why? Because if you don't know the lyrics, I'm about to tell you some of the lyrics. And hopefully you can just get a little bit excited and fall absolutely in love with the song like I did. I'll tell you, it's by Eddie James, the one the artist that I found. And if you do not know what it is, please go download it. Not illegally, okay? Do it legally. Pay for it if you have to. It'll be worth your money. It's money well spent. It is an awesome song. And if you listen to the words, you will be, oh, you'll, you'll probably start, you'll just probably get the Holy Ghost right there. I tell you. It says, breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul. Right? Those are good words, right? Breakthrough in my weakness, breakthrough in my struggle, because we all have those. Breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough in my praise, breakthrough when I lift my hands and glorify your name. Breakthrough in my dance, like I was doing today, and breakthrough in my shout. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. You are the God of the breakthrough. Okay, so those are the words. Those are awesome words, right? For those of you who know the song, I see you out there dancing. You're like, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> it's pretty bad. My son dances like me. I feel embarrassed. And uh, it said, and uh, you guys can go ahead and stand, because I think I'm coming to a close with this, and I really hope... It just hits home with you guys, like it did with me. Because I was curious. Because I've, I've, heard, I've heard breakthrough used in context. I've heard it used, and I can, I can use it myself. But I didn't know the real, real definition, dictionary.com definition of breakthrough. So what did I do? After I downloaded the app dictionary.com, I looked up breakthrough. You want to know, man, I'll be honest with you, I, probably, I did something. I was, I've been going to work, I've been reading my Bible, and, and just trying to study the Word before I go into work. Because uh, you all know about factories. Some of you have been in them. Most of you have heard stories about them. It's not, uh, it's not a Christian place, I'll be honest with you. You might have Christians in there, but it is not a Christian place, Right? I found that studying my word just a little bit before I go in there is just helping me have a little bit better day. It's helping me have a little bit more of a, a, a day where I don't think about some of the negative thoughts that would try to creep in my mind being in that environment, right? So as I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, well, I really need to look up this. I've been listening to this song. I really need to look up what it says. It says, breakthrough, a military movement or advance. 
all the way through. All the way through. But it doesn't stop there. And beyond. An enemy's frontline defense. So when you know that a breakthrough is enemy's front line right here. I'm going to get through it, but I'm going beyond it. The enemy's front line defense has nothing on my breakthrough. So I'm going to go through it and beyond. So when you think about that word, think about that definition, and then sing the song. Breakthrough in my heart. Enemy's defense on my heart, what he's weighing on my heart, I'm beyond it. I'm breaking through it. He doesn't have a hold in my mind when he's putting thoughts that are unclean or unsure and whatever. Doubts. I'm breaking through it. He has no hold on me. In my spirit, when I want to worship and I want to shout, but that defense is telling me, you've got no reason to shout. You're still sick in your body, Sister Brenda. You don't have no reason to shout. Breakthrough. Beyond the enemy's defense. Beyond. In my soul. My soul is not mine. It is not mine to give to the devil or to give to God. My soul is God's already. He gave it to me. So when the devil is waging war on my soul, I'm going to break through. I'm going to get through whatever he's throwing out and putting on that front line. And I'm going to get through and beyond it. In my weakness, when I feel like I cannot do anymore for the house of God. When I feel like I prayed as much as I can pray. When I fasted, how many ever meals I fasted. In my weakness, when I just feel like I can't do anymore. I'm going to break through. I'm going to go beyond my weakness. And I'm going to lift my hands no matter how weak they are. And I'm going to praise my God in my struggle. How many of you have a struggle? How many of you have something that just continues to fight with your mind? It just says, you know, God, I struggle with that daily. That is something that the devil knows that I battle and I am. I just am no, I have no strength for it. I cannot do it. That is a struggle for me. God says, the words say that he is the God of my breakthrough. That I will break through that struggle. And in my praise, how many of you felt like you can't just praise enough? How many of you have been up here and we get in our minds because our musicians aren't the same. We've had to switch a few up because of sicknesses and illnesses. How many of you got in your mind that, well, bless God, it's not going to sound like what it usually does. So my praise probably ain't going to be what it usually does. You know, I'm going to just sit back here and, and, you know, with no drums, it's hard for me to clap on beats. So I'm just going to hold my hands still. I don't have a reason to lift my hands because God ain't done nothing for me yet. You've got to praise. You've got to get a breakthrough in your praise. You've got to lift and glorify his name. You've got to get that breakthrough. And when you're dancing, when you feel like there's just no, there's just no more dancing for me. My legs, my knees have just been hurting. I just cannot, I can barely even stand up. My back is weight, you know, and I can't, I just can't dance like I used to. I can't spin, I can't, I can't jump, I can't shout, I can't dance, I can't run around. He's your breakthrough. You can do it. It is up to you to make that decision. And your shout. Now, is there anybody in here that's a mute? Every one of you. I didn't hear a single one. Every one of you is mute in here. Well, I learned sign language. 
because if you can't use your voice, you can use your hands. And you know what? What do we do? What do we do with our hands? We praise them and worship God. And that can be a shout. But if you have a voice, you need to shout unto God. You need to shout hallelujah. Glory. We love you, Lord. Because if you can't say it here, how are you going to tell somebody on the job site, praise the Lord, God's been so good to me. How can you not do it? If you can't do it here, how can you do it out there? We want to see revivals and healings and miracles. We need to pray for a breakthrough. I want to ask somebody in here, because we talk about our prayer and how it's dwindling. And the thought that's been coming to my mind so much lately is where are our prayer warriors? When I came here, when I started coming to this church, when I was, you know, got my feet grounded in here, that's what I heard about Sister Bonnie being a prayer warrior. For those of you who know who she was, she was a prayer warrior. Grandpa McGee, I always heard, or Grandma McGee, prayer warriors. But you know what I keep hearing when I hear a prayer warrior? Grandma, Grandpa, my mom, my dad, Sister Aunt Betty, Sister so-and-so. You know what? Do you see them here right now? Who's stepping in to be a prayer warrior? What, is your, what are your kids going to say? What is everybody else? Is my son going to say, well, you know, Papa was a prayer warrior. I want him to say that. I don't want him to say, well, my great-great-grandpappy was a prayer warrior. Or, you know, sister so-and-so, my, my mom told me that she used to be a prayer warrior. That's up to us. We have to get a prayer life. If you do not have a prayer life, you are going to be struggling day in and day out, and you will never have a breakthrough. So what I want to call everybody to do right now is to come forward. Amen. So what are we going to do right now? I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Because some of you have got aches and illnesses and pains in your body that the doctors aren't healing yet. The doctors aren't taking care of. They don't know what's wrong with your body. They don't know what's wrong with your mind. They don't know what's wrong with going on in your life. They just don't know. But I want to tell you about a man by the name of Jacob. You guys are wanting blessings, right? You guys are wanting healings. You guys are wanting miracles. You want to see revival? You want to see things happen at First Apostolic Church Mount Carmel. Am I right? Amen. Everybody say amen if that's right. Amen. But you guys know the story about Jacob, right? Jacob wanted a blessing. He was wrestling an angel. An angel was wrestling. If you ever tried to wrestle an angel, I'm going to guess that they're pretty powerful. They're not of me. They're of God. God bless them. They've, they can do whatever they need to do. They're, they're angels. And I don't want to battle one. But Jacob did. And Jacob wanted a blessing. He, wanted a, he just wanted to be blessed. That's what every one of us want. We want to be able to walk without pain. We want to be able to jump and shout without having doubt and fear coming in our minds. Right? We want godly relationships, right? We want blessings. So, God, so Jacob was wrestling with his angel. He's not letting him go. It doesn't matter how hard this angel fights. It doesn't matter how strong he is. Jacob is not letting go. Because he wants his blessing. So you guys know the end of the story. Jacob gets blessed. So my question is to you guys, how many of you are still hanging on to that angel? And how many of you said, you know what, go ahead, angel, do what you need to do, just leave. I don't need my blessing. 
I don't need that healing. I can, I can limp around all the rest of the days of my life. Jacob did it, you know. You know, I can deal with the sickness in my body all the rest of the days of my life. You know, it, it keeps me out of church sometimes, but, you know, I'll deal with it. I'll manage it. The doctors are saying they can't do nothing. But I'm here to tell you that if you would get on your knees and pray, not five minutes, not ten minutes. I'm not going to tell you how long to pray, and I'm not even going to tell you what to pray about. Because you guys have got your own issues. You guys have got the own thoughts going through your heads. You've got your own infirmities. The spirit of infirmity attacking this church right now, if you all can't tell. Sicknesses and illnesses that are like no other. Keeping our pews empty. We can get discouraged. Or we can get on our knees. We can grab a hold of that angel. And we can say, I'm not letting go. I want my blessing. You're not getting out of here. You're not getting out of here. I want my blessing. I want to be able to walk right. I want to be able to jump like I used to. I want to be able to praise God without an hindrance in my voice. I want to be able to come to church every time that I see fit. How many of you are going to take the time to get on your knees and, and pray through for that breakthrough? That breakthrough is not a five-minute prayer. That breakthrough is getting on your knees and saying, here I am, God. Don't take me nowhere. I, I don't care if I'm hungry. I ain't worried about Taco Tierra right now. I ain't worried about Subway. I ain't worried about who I rode with. Wondering, okay, come on now. You're done praying. Let's get on out of here. But I'm going to get in this altar, and I'm going to make a decision, and I'm going to say, God, I came for a blessing, and I'm not getting up off my knees until you bless me. And if everything is fine in your life, I guarantee you know somebody else that needs a healing. I guarantee you know somebody else that needs something in their body. Somebody else that's going through some situation that you just, they don't see an end to, end to it coming forth. That's intercessory prayer. So I'm praying for somebody. I'm praying for each and every one of you. God's been dealing with my prayer life. I've been praying more now than I ever have in my entire life. I've been praying in the Holy Ghost probably more than I ever have in my entire life. God's been dealing with me. Because he said you can't preach about it unless you do it. You can't preach, you can't tell somebody to pray about it if you're not praying. I just, everybody lift your hands right now. Because I feel God in this place, I really do. I'm not a prophet, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's come here that with the ultimate of healings. But I feel the Holy Ghost in this prayer. I feel the Holy Ghost in this church. I feel Him right now, oh, more than I have in a while. And I'm, I just want to tell somebody, if you need a breakthrough... Whatever the breakthrough is, I don't know. I don't know everybody's situation. I don't know the extent of everybody's situation. But God's telling me right now that if you need a breakthrough, if you need a, a healing, a, just a miracle to take place in your life, if it's somebody you are, somebody that's here, if it's you, or if it's somebody you know, I, I just I feel that you need to come forth, that pastor and myself and Bishop, we're going to lay hands on you, and we need to get in that prayer. And this isn't going to be a prayer of, oh, God, will you do it? It's a prayer of, God, I know you're doing it. I know you've done it. I thank you already. It's taken place. It's gone before me. That person that I'm praying about has already got their healing, and they will be healed by the time that I get there. You've got to get that in your mindset. So as many as will, I pray that you would come forward. If you need a healing, if you need a miracle in your body, if you know somebody that needs a healing or a touch of their body, just come forth and we will lay hands on you and we'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. 
If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.